resurrection assembly of God. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. March 14th, 2021. The scriptures today are Romans 14, verses 8 through 14, Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40, and Romans 12, 9 through 13. Let love genuine. Church, we've been talking about loving our neighbors as ourselves. We just read it from the Gospel of Matthew. This has been our fast, loving our neighbors in ways that we had not yet done. And with that, loving the Lord our God Jesus, who, by the way, is also our neighbor, since he is human in addition to being God. Uh, both God and man he is. And so by loving him, we're also learning how to love our neighbor. Um, we've been loving Jesus by fasting Friday lunches to remember his death on the cross at noon on a Friday. And we've talked about many facets of loving our neighbor. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke about uh, expecting God to do a miracle when we love our neighbor. Um, talked about Elisha and the jars of oil for the widow and her son who was going to be sold into slavery. Last week, Pastor Abby talked about Esther and how, like Christ, she put her life on the line to save her people. Fasting and praying can save lives, it turns out. This week, I want to talk about the character of love. We're going to read from Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. Romans 12, verses 9 through 13. This is what it says. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. And seek to show hospitality. So let's walk through this passage. The passage begins, let love be genuine. And I would like to ask you, even you, Zion, as part of Resurrection Assembly of God, I want to ask all of us here with the Apostle Paul and in the power of the Holy Spirit, can we please let our love be genuine? So that's what I want to talk about today, is genuine love. And to talk about it, I want to begin by talking about a problem we face before we work out a solution. Our solution will, of course, come from the scriptures with the help of the Spirit. So here's the problem. The scripture passage we just read says that love needs to be genuine, which means that there is a kind of love that is not genuine. Of course, we might want to say that love that isn't Genuine isn't really love, right? But I think that, and I think that I would, uh, for the most part, agree with that take on it. But the Bible doesn't actually say that. It says that love needs to be genuine. So the question is, is what does love that is not genuine look like? I think we could probably, we can come up with a few examples. So for example, racist love. People who love 
only those who look like them, like them. Let me say that again because I stumbled over my words. Racist love. People who love only those who look like them. Themselves. Is it themselves? Themselves. People who love only those who look like themselves. I think that we can say that a group of racist people really do love one another. But as Christians, we would say that it's not genuine love. Because genuine love, love that comes from God, is not limited to the people who look like you. You could say the same thing about gender. If you only love men because you think men are better than women, well, that's not genuine love in the church's opinion or in God's opinion. You could say the same thing. Uh, to give another example about uh, having, about any group having love simply for itself, but not for anyone outside of that group. Still, I think that the problem of genuine love or love that is not genuine goes beyond that. Because even within a familiar group, let's say a group like this church, Resurrection Assembly of God, we all say that we love one another here. But I think we can all admit that there is a risk that our love might not be genuine. Again, let's proceed by way of example. One person may say that they love another person in this church, and they may do things that look like love, but that person might be doing it for self-serving reasons, for ulterior reasons. They may be doing it not out of honor for the other, but because, oh, I don't know, it makes them, makes them feel good makes them feel like they're a good person because they're showing some love to their neighbor. You might give, here's another example, you might give as a gift, you might give a gift as a way to manipulate someone in the church. I can tell you that there's been a number of occasions where people have tried to use the gift of money to manipulate me as the pastor of this church. I kid you not. Uh, there was a guy who came to this church once uh, to have a meeting with me. He sat down, and within a couple of minutes, he had somehow steered the conversation to be about how much money he had. And I noticed that he was implying, he seemed to be implying that if he came to this church, he would want to have a special insider relationship with me as the pastor in exchange for his monetary support. Of course, this also came with the hubris of knowledge. He claimed to me that he had read a lot of books, and so uh, he could give me really great ideas on how to run the church. Um, he did come for worship once, but he left right as we were about to have communion, which I think probably says it all. <laughs> um, as most of you know, I don't look at the giving records here at the church. I do my best not to know who does or doesn't give here because I don't want to treat anyone differently based on if or how much they give. I want my love to be genuine. And love for the sake of money is not love of neighbor, it is the love of money, and the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. So, to recap there, there is love that makes only yourself feel good. There is manipulative love. One more example, there is also a condescending love. Or you only act on behalf of others because you condescend to them. That's not real love. Condescend means that you look down on them. The number of times that I have been condescended to by medical professionals as a man with small children is incredible to me. 
I realize my suffering is not great, but this has happened to me. For some reason, medical professionals, from the very moment Lazarus was born, medical professionals have routinely assumed that I must not know how to properly care for my kids because I am a man. And they are, in a sense, doing it out of love because they care for my children. But I have felt uh, more than a little irritated because um, even though I know they have good intentions, it's not genuine love. Genuine love does not look down on people. So we have talked about love that is not genuine. But let me say this before I move on. I really do have patience and compassion and grace for people who only love for selfish reasons, or who manipulate, or who condescend and look down on, because most of the time, they know not what they do. Most of the time, people don't have genuine love because they don't know another genuine love is possible. They have had to look out for themselves and themselves only by manipulating and looking down on others their whole lives so a better way seems not just impossible, but non-existent. And I have compassion for that. Let me also say this. It is near impossible to know totally your own motives. There have been some people in this church, they're no longer here, so don't think that I'm being passive-aggressive to any of you in this room when I say this, but there have been people here at church who have accused me of having a love for you, this church, that is not genuine. I don't think that's true. By the grace of God and in the power of his spirit, my love for this church is genuine. But I have to admit that such accusations have given me pause and made me reflect and ask myself, is my love in fact genuine? In one instance, when someone accused me of having a love that was not genuine, I said, you know what? You're right. Not on the whole, I don't think, but definitely in some instances, I have failed my neighbors in not letting my love for them be genuine. That is why we confess our sins here every week. Because when we fail to make our love genuine, God doesn't condemn us. He doesn't tell us we're hopeless causes. He instead extends grace and forgiveness to us and empowers us by his spirit to have genuine love moving forward. So that was the problem, right? Sometimes love is not genuine. But let's get to the solution. How do we make our love genuine? Well, there's of course no simple formula to this, as should be clear already. There's no process you can follow, like do one, two, and three steps, and then your love will be genuine. Ta-da, won't happen. There's no guarantee we can have that our love will always be genuine. Genuine. The only guarantee we have is that when we fail to love our neighbor, when we fail for our love to be genuine, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But let us consider how the Bible invites us to start practicing genuine love. Coming back to Romans. After our passage says, let love be genuine, it says, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. What this is saying is that we should abhor anything that is not of God and hold fast to what is of God. God is good. He is not evil. God is good, which means God is love. So ultimately, the number one way you can 
Let your love be genuine is to always set your eyes on God, to set your eyes on Jesus Christ and to trust his spirit to help you. God is genuine love and we can be taught by him because he has given us himself. He has given us the Holy Spirit. But the passage goes on. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. In other words, Think of how a healthy family treats each other. Keyword there is healthy, because I know that not everyone comes from a loving family home. Some people haven't had a home, let alone family. But when we come together as God's church, we are God's family. So we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, and we, are all, we will all be in the kingdom together as the children of Abraham. So let us love one another like the holy family that we are passage continues. Outdo one another in showing honor. Remember how I said condescension or looking down on people can be a problem for genuine love? Well, one of the ways to combat that is to make it your goal to show honor to everyone and to show more honor to others than they show you. Show honor to kids. That's a great place to start. Make it a competition of honor. Speak of one another in the highest regards, both publicly and privately. Roll out the red carpet for your neighbor every time you're here. The Bible continues. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Our love is genuine if you always keep, if we always keep our eyes on God's kingdom. Our hope is the resurrection. We face tribulations until we get there, and prayer is the divine energy. To, to, to get us there. With, pay, with hope, patience, and prayer, our love can be genuine. Finally, the passage says, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Genuine love always involves possessions and your money. Give it to others. Meet each other's needs. Share a meal with someone. Genuine love is not an emotion. Genuine love puts a dent in your bank account. I've gone on long enough. I encourage you this week to reread the passages from today. That was from Romans 12. Um, if you need the passages, again, they're always posted on Facebook, Instagram, or I can write them down for you if you don't get on social media, which is probably a good thing. Meditate on the passages, though. Let me close today, though, just by reiterating that while we can never be 100% sure that our love is genuine, the prospect of our love not being genuine should not stop us from trying. The enemy wants us to be crippled with fear, but God and his angels always say, fear not. Love one another in simple, unadorned, secret ways. Ask God in prayer to make your love genuine. Little by little, he will. Now we're going to approach this meal where Jesus, Jesus' own genuine love for us is made manifest. Amen.